Magnum PI, also fucking great, great uh, no lyrics intro. The milkman, the paper boy, evening TV. Oh, and you're all familiar friends. We're just around the bend. Everywhere you look, everywhere. There's a heart, a hand to hold on to. It wouldn't crack my top five. What do you, baby, without us? And and you know what? Those people who, who made a living off those jingles, what are they doing now? It's unfortunate. Most of those people are dead now, Harlan, so. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Gimme Dilute Podcast. The TTRPG podcast that's brave enough to answer the question, what happens when players are left alone with a puzzle, and how long will they walk into the same wall before they realize they've been standing next to the door? My name's Turner. I'll be your dungeon master and apparently conductor of a bizarre sociological experiment, as well as your host of pre-, mid-, and post-show announcements. Episode 26. Fate and his crew take on the penultimate level of hell, and both an appropriate use of that term and a pedantic opportunity to point out how other people typically don't use it correctly. And of course, to remind everybody that overdrive isn't extra drive. I don't give a fuck what the Transformers say. Look, I love Optimus Prime as much as the next man can love a sentient robot from another planet. But really, we should have a just basic understanding of what these words mean at this point. I mean, it's a, it's a running gag across a lot of different genres. Even this meta-commentary on the gag itself has played out. So anyway, we're going to move on. If you're a new listener, welcome. And if you're a returning listener, welcome back. New or old, we sincerely appreciate you making time for us and your busy podcast listening schedule. And hey, if you're a patron, you get an extra special thank you. Not just at the end of the episode. I mean, philosophically, you get the extra thank you. Which, when I think about it, really seems kind of greedy. I mean, sure, your donations to the show help us bring you bigger and better content. And hell, if it wasn't for... The resources that we had from your support, this episode wouldn't even have happened. Which brings me to my next point. Because, man, there were some technical issues with this one. This is actually the second episode that we recorded after a pretty long hiatus during the summer this year. And I don't know if Zencaster was just rusty or some settings had gone south somewhere. I know at least one cast member was experiencing the slow death of a computer during this record. But you're going to notice Jazz has that slightly weird auto-tune vibe that he had during the Colonel Sanders episode because I had to use a tool to restructure his audio to get it listenable. Apologies. Most of everybody else I was able to recover from alternate recordings or from their local recordings, but there's definitely some echoiness and some boominess that we had engineered out up until this point. That's why it took a little bit longer to get this episode out this week is had to go back and, and restructure a few things. And I absolutely appreciate y'all's patience while we work through it. And speaking of patience in a completely non-sequitur transition, Gimme the Loot is not a family-friendly show due to a mix of crude humor, profanity, gore, and weird, so weird boners. And hey, one last thing before we kick it into the show. 
I want to thank all of you who have been there to support me over the last couple of months through some of the challenges that I've been going through personally. It has meant the uh, the absolute world to me. And um, there have been so many of you who have taken time to send a kind message or to check in and just see how I'm doing to provide just a, a, a dash of positivity or a laugh. Um, Lee, especially, you have been uh, fantastic about it. Dreken, you, uh, you, you as well. All of you. I, I mean, I, I don't want to just single out one or two people. Our community as a whole has been fantastic as I've dealt with. A number of issues that I won't rehash here. If you want to discuss it, hop in our Discord. Wait, that's a middle show announcement. I, I, I wish I had uh, words to convey how much that I appreciate all of that. But uh, anything I say will fall short of how much it's meant. So I'll leave you with a very simple thank you, you magnificent bastards. And on that note, let's start the show. So on that note, we are back with the party of five. I am, I'm Tori. I play Maury on this show. Uh, it's great to be here. Next. That's very professional. Very. Thank you. Professional. Succinct. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Very, very professional. It, 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 it. Thank you. Thank you. It's kind of setting the tone for me. And I think I'm going to follow you too. <laughs> it's your boy Holland, AKA Todd T. Flint. T. Your favorite body hunter. Let's see how hard it is for him to get through it now. The Todd Father. Your MVT. Bring MVTE. Todd. He's the greatest in the universe. I hate it so much. It just makes me so disgusted every time I hear that at the end of it. That I almost can't even start my own thing. <laughs> Gives you a little tingle every time, huh? Yeah, a little tingle, yeah, sure. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> okay i'm jamie i play eldrin Theneros, and did you know that horses are extremely good navigators horses moral compasses may stray but they almost never get lost when their destination is one they have previously been to thanks to photographic memory and a great sense of direction usually the rider just gets lost and the horse is silently judging their ineptitude but a horse's course is never off course of course i thought their dog just always pointed north I thought that's what you What? <laughs> Their dong always pointed north? <laughs> wow. What? I, I was waiting for the horse dong joke the entire time. I'm like, where's it going to be? Thank you, you too. How is this going to turn into a dick joke? These aren't all disgusting animal things. These are just useful animal effects oh. tonight, guys. It's not always disgusting. Oh, oh, I know. I know we're in it. I heard a dumb thing the other day about that you technically can't be considered a DUI on a horse. So if you're drunk and you're on a horse, because technically you're not in control of the horse, the horse takes you home. It's the dumbest thing. So you can't get a DUI on a horse. That is what I heard the other day. Even though you're you're leading the horse? So your designated driver could be the horse? Yes. Basically, the horse is taking you home. <laughs> what if the horse is drunk? Oh. <laughs> Counterpoint. The last time I was in Florida, outside the old folks' home we were installing, there was a Florida gal pulled over on her horse by the gas station oh. and got <laughs> taken down and arrested and the horse got carted off. Now, I am not sure. Was it because she stole the horse, though? <laughs> I, no, 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 no. They, they, they look like they knew each other. They um, they definitely okay. look like there was a previous association. Yeah. They were 
intimately familiar. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope not. Oh, no. This is Florida. This is Florida. This is Florida. There's the horse, There's the horse penis yeah, there joke. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. It's even darker because you <laughs> killed a horse. That's the horrible thing. Like you would think you would avoid the horse jokes, but no. Yeah, I was like, is this like a is this a PR stunt? <laughs> is this community service? Is this community service? Oh, <laughs> uh, hey, it's uh, Jettas, and I play Fate. And as Todd knows, I am the wizard who came to win because he battled me. That's it. That's all I got. I just Ooh. threw up in my mouth a little bit. And anytime you're ready to start, anytime you're ready to start. I don't know what happened in that battle, but it wasn't as bad as that. He should get an L. We should rescind his victory for that terrible uh, joke. <laughs> Is dude, can, can, can we do that? Yeah. You're keeping that L. Can we do that? You're keeping it. Yeah. And I am Anthony, who plays Baba Tunde. Okay. <laughs> wow. Oof. Where did we leave off? As we continued our descent into the depths of the shadowy library another realm into the phantom stacks you guys made your way through a demonic food court figuring out a simple cipher to uh, prepare a decent steak and frite although some of you overdid it and added to it uh, thus causing some things to be added to you maury sporting a new extra permanent non-removable mouth <gasps> Boca. fate ended up replacing his eyebrows with with some greenery i <laughs> said uh, so they've been neatly trimmed still leafy he toasted them. They still look ridiculous. They still look ridiculous. <laughs> they immediately grow back out to big and bushy. Like this is these are these are cursed eyebrows. <laughs> oh, no, not the cursed eyebrows. Maybe if you tape them to your like forehead, they won't look so bad. Like you just kind of mash them. Just grow bangs. Can Elgin hear my eyebrows? I forgot. We've already established I can, and they're screaming. Yeah, remember when you? Yeah, remember when you burned them up? They screamed. <laughs> yes. Okay. I, that's what I said. I said. I said. I forgot. I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember. I saw this. They screamed in agony. Yeah. You guys then descended into the uh, pocket dimension attached to student loan financing and fiscal responsibility, encountered Fates Linder Salome, who was in fact himself a prisoner now, having uh, had the tables turned on him and uh, was being forced to act as a, a teller in a level which featured another word puzzle that due to the fact it was two word puzzles back to back, I, I think took a little bit extra time, but still was eventually solved by our party. Descending the next level, one of them took a quick a psychic detour where Todd nat 20 his way to kick down a door in pure Todd fashion, freeing the prime tiefling from his imprisonment and coming into his full maturation of his Way of the Swagger Monk powers, which are now in full effect. Think Way of the Astro Monk, but fiery and charisma-based instead of wisdom. Todd is now a full-fledged Way of the Swagger Monk. That's where we are picking back up with the elevator descending down into the darkness once again, rumbling along for a uh, Mass Effect loading screen's worth of time before <laughs> dumping you out on the next level. Todd, any reactions before we, we hop out into the next level? You guys felt a psychic rumbling and something brush past, but other than being tumbled around and Todd blinking out of existence and then back into existence, with his horns flaming a little bit brighter than they had previously. You notice a little little bouncy, a little more bouncing the step. You feel a little bit, a little bit more Tom Selleck-y, a little bit more cool, cooler now. He's <laughs> he's been wearing it that this his this armor or whatever, his shirt. And he's thinking about taking it off and let the taco meat out. He's thinking about <laughs> he's thinking about going fully unarmed. 
no no armor. <laughs> so, you don't have to get naked to wear no armor though. Like it just uh, No, no, but he, he come he comes into the battle, guns out, bare chested. <laughs> In fact now, Todd, any shirt you wear immediately a line of Eldritch Flame burns it into a deep V. Deep V. <laughs> Todd can't wear a turtleneck ever again as a way of the Swagger Monk. <laughs> it's deep Vs or nothing. Well, listen, as a Swagger Monk, you would never wear a turtleneck. It's only, no, everyone knows that. The uh, elevator finally comes to a rumbling stop, um, depositing you out into a, another level. This one rings a little bit different um, for a couple of ways. Number one, you can see directly across from you past... Um, what for right now we will call a number of displays, the, the other elevator going down, there's nothing obscuring it. And you aren't immediately greeted by a, a otherworldly entity to try and riddle me this Batman your way through it. Remember these, these levels existed when mages created storage lockers or personal realms, one on top of each other underneath the library until they compressed into something else. And this magical life appeared within them. But some of them are still just mage storage lockers. There are mages who still actively use this space for experimentation and things of that nature. So um, you're not you're not sure if that's the case with this one. But you guys start to move your way through through the level and pass it. You can see these display cases are clearly the uh, well. Actually, Eldrin, give me a nature check. Fate, give me a Arcana check. And Mori, give me a history check. That's a twelve. I got a sixteen. It's a ten. For history? Did you bring your sword to the recording session? Always oh, right there. I'm sorry. What? Sorry. <laughs> it's a 10. <laughs> it's a 10. Okay. <laughs> Not a hard DC really on any of these. Elder, you notice that none of these creatures are remotely natural. Fate, you and Tori, it reminds you very much of some of the things that... Ognum wasn't a big biomechanics person. He dealt really more with, with energy and mechanical experimentation, but occasionally would capture an odd monster from the mega dungeon underneath Taliesin went out exploring for multiversal radiation and would pin that stuff up. And while it, it doesn't look like any of those, it, and these are very clearly skeletons that have been wired together to be standing in various class display cases. Uh, Fate, you recognize this as somebody who's clearly been working on a magical process to create different forms of chimera. There is like a manatee that has been grafted onto the front half of a horse. There is a, a long giraffe neck attached to the body of an emu because we're just, we can't get away from fucking emus this season for some reason. There is a huge, huge, huge alligator with an elephant's trunk and, you know, stumpy elephant legs along a thin, narrow alligator body. Just, just strange mashup of monsters. Eldrin, you feel a little bit of tinge because you, you wonder, fuck, this is how we get owlbears, folks. Do you want owlbears? This is how we get owlbears. It's, it's that initial feeling. And, you know, there is a forest of these. You guys have to kind of bob and you weave your way through them. And as you walk by each one, a magical light will sense your presence and come on and shine down into the display case. I mean, you can see as that light shines down, a thick layer of dust and has collected on each one of the objects within the displays, making it feel like this might even be an abandoned experiment. And then as you guys are moving through, you hear a voice come out of the darkness. What are you doing here? Did you get startled? Why was it so delayed, though? Like, it was, uh... 
<laughs> a little off there, buddy. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I was uh, I was a bit focused in on the horrifying, startled but distracted. Yeah, no, that's just, I was I was focused on trying to understand what I was looking at. That's horrifying, and then I realized I heard someone speaking to me, and it could have been from any of these things in here. Are you all not? Do you not see what this, these abominations are around us? This is terrifying. Do you not have a weapon on your hip? Did you guys not hear me? Hi. Oh, hey. Hi. Uh, we are just passing through. Where are you going? Who is talking? Will you call me Terry? Not unless you want us to. <laughs> wasn't a request. It was just a suggestion. What's your name? Do we see where this voice is coming from? I gave me a perception check. That is a six. 16. Oh, is everybody doing it? Yeah, everybody. I mean, whoever's looking around to see. Uh, Maury saw first. Did she? No. <laughs> 27 for me. You just saw best. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> Jesus, fuck all. Is that a crit or no? No, it's not a crit. I rolled a 15. <laughs> Eight. Uh, 10. Elgin sees nothing, apparently. No. <laughs> we we saw nothing with our elf eyes. Oh. Ooh, I gotta check Terry's bonus. What'd you get? Baba? 27. You are the only one that can spot down back behind this massive coiling serpent skeleton that has wings sewed onto the back of it. Like inside where that skeleton is coiled, like it's something had crawled through like the big open jaws and, and is using the coiled body to hide in. You can see a diminutive three foot two plump little shape hiding back behind there. Hello, Teddy. I see, I see you over there. We don't, we don't plan on hurting you. Come out and have a conversation, please. Will, will you come over here? About how far are we currently away? You're not that far at all. I mean, it's, it's just a matter of weaving your way through and, and walking over there, making the decision to go over. We check for traps. Do we need to check for traps? This is very similar to all these spaces, unless the occupant designed it to have an interior space inside or a otherworldly being that has taken ownership of the realm wills there to be walls it's very open and just like a blank open demi plane that only has whatever is situated into it you know there is a not a gloom but there is kind of a bubble of awareness that you extends out to your normal sight range that, that things kind of fade in and out as you as you move through it uh, again unless somebody's gone out of the way to explicitly put light in place so yeah you guys can can very easily walk over to the to the coiled skeleton yeah sure we will uh, at least i will go that way why not? Uh, and I start walking that way. Cautiously, I walk. Slowly you turn? Mm -hmm. Step by step. <laughs> okay. You guys get over there, and there is a creature that you would describe as... I mean, it's got some reptilian elements to it. It's got some uh, some uh, mammalian aspects to it. Boobs. It's got nipples? <laughs> or does it have boobs minus nipples? It does have nipples. That does have nipples. That was the mammalian element. That was lactating <laughs> furiously. <laughs> furiously? Do not think I will not escalate any fucking situation you bring to this goddamn show. Furiously. <laughs> you said mammalians. So I was like, okay, reptiles. What is it? You got nipples? <laughs> yeah, that's the, the first thing that comes to mind. It looks like a dragon head on a ox's body, but it's a little bit longer. Like if you took a really stocky calf and then stretched it out to be about the length of a horse, and it's got like the reptilian dragon head and frills, but it's got the face of a lion on it with a horse's mane that comes back down the its neck and a really kind of sharp ridged spine that comes out of this calf-like body. 
and then patches of bristly scales and uh, like a long serpentine tail, not like a like an actual serpent's tail, like a chimera where it's got a snake at the end. It's just a very a scaly, it looks like a, a snake's tail, basically. And forming around its its ridge spine are the beginnings of what look to be like a, almost like a turtle shell starting to grow out of that ridge spine and form on its back. It's like a very, very, very small early shell that's starting to form. You know, each one of its components are a younger version of an animal, like it's a calf and a pony and, and a lion cub and a, you know, a dragon hatchling's neck frills and, and horns that come out. Wait, will you be, will you be friends with Terry? It's a baby. Uh, are you, are you Terry? Yes. You said call him Terry. Why, why do you ask? Um, I, because there could potentially be someone else here named Terry. Would that make sense? Nothing here makes sense so far, so that wouldn't really surprise me. That is fair. Why is he like this? <laughs> will, will someone tell Terry why is he like this? I, listen, I, I... Uh, we don't know Terry, he's... It's just his fate. It's just fate. He's a very scared individual all, at all times. What, will you give Terry a treat? What does Terry like? What doesn't Terry like? I don't know if I like Terry. Terry's kind of weird. <sighs> I know. Terry is kind of weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> has, has Terry said anything to us that wasn't to question you? I don't think he has. Terry is Sphinx of some sort. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody wants to roll Arcana to determine if he's the weirdest Sphinx you've ever seen... You're welcome to do so. <laughs> I will. I will make that roll. Probably gonna fail it because it's been my luck. <laughs> Your spirit animal, the Sphinx, materializes in front of you and flips you off and points at Terry and points at itself and points at Terry and points at itself <laughs> and flips you off again <laughs> and vanishes into a puff of stardust and imagination. <laughs> <laughs> Adequate for the role I got anyway. <laughs> no, you know what a sphinx looks like. It's your fucking spirit animal. <laughs> this is not a sphinx. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, it, has anybody actually given Terry a treat yet? Um, no. No, we didn't even ask Auntie Terry to be Terry's friends. You got some gorp. You want some gorp, Terry? What's gorp? <laughs> Granola, uh, oatmeal, raisins, and peanuts, right? Isn't that? Why would no? anybody want that? I don't know. It's 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 delicious and nutritious. Um, Eldrin, do we have any of that? I got pockets full of that stuff. I don't know what you're talking about. I always have Gorp on deck. G O D. What level of hell are we on, guys? Scavenge this. To quote someone, um, you know, sh- shit weird. Shit is weird. Mm-hmm. It's about to get real weird. I don't. I don't know. I don't like the implications. I don't know. <laughs> this seems like something that you say in this situation. Why did the Why did the wizard leave Terry here? Do you know the wizard? What which, which wizard? Oh yeah, he's only asking questions. What wizard? Do you know the wizard? Does Terry answer any questions, or does he just ask questions? What? <laughs> mm, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Um. Can is it is it they speak English and what is it <laughs> is it possible for you to instruct us on the way out of here? To the next level. We don't even know where here is. Where, where is we're in a we're, we're in the locker room, right? Would you would you like Terry to show you the door? Yes. Yes. Why don't you follow me? He scampers out of the uh, or they or it. You're not exactly sure. I mean, the again lactating nipples furiously that drip. Follow the drip. Follow the drip. Possibly there might be a little bit of corrosiveness to it as it sizzles a little bit as it hits the floor. 
you instinctively sidestep it. Sizzle nipples. And his sizzle nips. <laughs> sizzle nips? Oh. <laughs> his poor ducks. <laughs> As Terry uh, leaves its little hidley hole inside the, the giant snake corpse, uh, you realize he's got six legs on that body with bear-like feet at the bottom of it. Again, just to refresh, dragon horns and neck frills. Ox body. I don't know if I mentioned like the fish fins coming out of his shoulders and flapping. I don't, I don't like a, like a chubby bull calf, but as long as a colt. Face of a lion cub on the dragon skull. Mane of a horse coming down to a ridged back that has a turtle-like shell forming around it. Patches of scales, six legs, bear claws, tail of a serpent. Bear claws like the animal, or bear claws like the patient, like the donut. <laughs> Why would Terry have pastry feet? <laughs> Why does Terry have anything? Terry, you've got a, you've got a bunch of stuff, Terry. Why, why, <laughs> Terry? Why are you, Terry? Why are so, you? Someone said we want all the things and just made Terry. <laughs> what? What is best in life? <laughs> <laughs> Terry uh, trots along with you guys, kind of playfully, excited to interact with somebody and who knows how long. Clearly, this is maybe a failed experiment, maybe a successful experiment, but Terry appears to be the only living thing here in a, in a level that does not appear to have been an access from some time. And you wander through this maze of different towering d- d- displays. At one point, there is like a massive rock statue, a mastodon skeleton, but again, has m- multiple different types of animals fused to it. You just wander through these big displays until he finally just you reach the other elevator door that you could see from the other side. And Terry spins around and clicks the button with one of his horns and does a little, I did a good job. Will you give me a treat dance? And look, looking expectantly at you as the rumble of the elevator heads heads up. Ooh, uh, someone going to give him a treat? Uh, someone should give him, give him some mayonnaise. I was going to say, how about you just shave a little bit of Tate's uh, eyebrows? He looks like a... Like like he would like lettuce or some kind of roughage in his diet. Arugula brows. I don't. I don't. They grow back. <laughs> they're, they're cursed. They grow back. Terry, are you? Um, I'm trying to figure out like Terry's teeth are like uh, 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 herbivorous <laughs> or carnivorous. <laughs> Vegetarian. Yeah. Flat teeth or pointy teeth. <laughs> yes, they have both. Oh, okay. Um, in one mouth, just one mouth. Noted. The front four. He's got big donkey teeth up front, but then they turn into like shark's teeth. <laughs> As they move to the side along the on the molars, opposite people teeth. It's weird. <laughs> Terry, would you like a t-shirt? Why not? I'm gonna take a. I have a duckies shirt and cut out holes in it, more holes, <laughs> and try and help him put it over his head and his little arms and legs <laughs> <laughs> through it. Yeah, he's able to slide right into it. All it's right. fucking adorable. <laughs> There you go. Fate goes through his backpack and digs out some of his leftover uh, duckies, uh, trail mix, and nuggets and gives those to Terry. Ah, uh, he Terry nuzzles <laughs> oh. Fate a little bit. Oh. <laughs> and as horrific as a creature as he appears to be, and it does seem legitimately uh, affectionate. Uh, is there anything you wanted, else you want to do with Terry before? You want to come with us, Terry? What are you doing? Why can't Terry leave? <sighs> and you see, as the elevator door slides open, he bonks his head against it. And a shimmering wall of force prevents him from stepping into the through the <gasps> gate into the um, into the elevator. Man, that sucks for you, Terry. Uh, can I stick my hand into the elevator? Does it do the same thing? Yeah, you guys are able to go step in, no problem. Yeah, that sucks for you, Terry. Man. Oh man, Terry. Terry, why fourth did suck for you? Why don't you have more cooth? 
Like, you just dropping Koof? You've been talking in third person this whole time. You dropped Koof on me, Terry? <laughs> you dropped Koof on me? <laughs> Why wouldn't Terry have a word of the day calendar? <laughs> oh, Terry. <laughs> Why does dropping Koof on you sound like a sex thing? It's kind of... <laughs> Who's dropping Koof on it, it sounds Terry definitely has a Koof. <laughs> <laughs> what is up with y'all? Dropping coof, Jamie? <laughs> Who's dropping coof on me? <laughs> I don't you said it. What does that mean? Oh, God damn it. Fucking Christ. I just, <laughs> lines you can look into the future and see appearing and give me the quotes. Who's dropping coof? <laughs> Jesus, uh, fuck. Terry, Terry, I, um, do you, um, do you wish to leave? Why would I want to stay? Is there some other creature here keeping you here? Terry, can you tell us its name? Are we saying this as the as the elevator doors are closing? Or we like, how, are we on the elevator? What are we doing? <laughs> Someone's holding the elevator. Maury's standing on the elevator threshold and it just comes in and squeezes, squishes her up a little bit and then goes back out. And then squishes her up a little bit and then goes back out. And this is up. fun. <laughs> Why would the la- wizard keep me here? How long has the wizard been going, Terry? Wait, wait. Terry, where does this elevator go? Why would Terry know? Terry can't get on the elevator. So did she, he just pointed us to the elevator. Is this elevator going up? Is it going down? Did we just get in a random elevator? Who's in the elevator? I'm not in that shit. We're not in the elevator. I never got in. Just Todd, apparently. I just made sure. I put my I put my hand out to make sure the force field that kept him there didn't bump into my hand. But I didn't get in. <laughs> okay, I was like, okay. I'm just right, right on the edge of the door. V- very similar to all the other elevators that you guys have transitioned over to. It only has one button, and it's down. I feel like we're missing something here. Yeah, like a treasure or something would be. <laughs> not wanting to leave that. Uh, mm. <laughs> what if the treasure is the friend we made along the way? Will you read too much into Terry and your time on this level? Probably. Terry's here to confuse us. Is Terry here to confuse us? Will you slap yourself on the forehead when you realize what Terry was later? How, what, I, I, need, I don't have any checks that I can do. Why are you still here? Because you confuse us, Terry. Uh, we don't like to be confused. You don't know this, but we when we get confused... <laughs> bad things happen. We, we, just, we, just, yeah, we just sit here like, we either attack it, which we haven't attacked yet, which is good. No, that's not a good idea. Or we just sit here with a puzzle face like, huh? <laughs> for, a long, for a really long time. Sir. Maybe we just get on the elevator. Maybe this, maybe this is it. Why did I think I would get all the things done tonight? Because <laughs> you throw Terry at us. You threw Terry at us. This is your problem. <laughs> you, knew, you knew he was a, he was a toy that we were definitely going to pl- catch our eye. Ooh. <laughs> you gave him a name. If he didn't give him a name, it would have been a different thing altogether. Why don't you love Terry more? We kind of do. He's adorable. <laughs> That's the problem. He's wearing a shirt now. <laughs> I'm trying to. He's got a got a little sweater on. <laughs> he nuzzled fate. What are we talking about? Yeah. I gave. Yeah, that was creepy. Fate. That was creepy. Strangely enough, the sizzle nips not burning through the shirt. <laughs> oh man, it's good. <laughs> that ducky's quality. Ducky's quality. So yeah, let's let's get on the elevator. I guess yeah. All right. Thank you, Terry. All right. <laughs> They'll be back. <laughs> we'll see you soon. We'll see. Wait, that wasn't a question. Oh, that wasn't a question. No, I, I, I think he was talking as, was he talking as Terry or was he talking about Sam? We'll never know. 
<laughs> as the door closes now. <laughs> Was it a uh, I'm Ron Burgundy situation? Very clearly, as you guys go down in the elevator and you say that, you hear him say, we'll see, as the door shut and you guys start to go down. You should have gave Fedor eyebrows, Kate and fate. <laughs> Everyone knows chimeras love lettuce. Do, do, does everybody know that? Oh, is that true? Uh, Eldred, are you are you familiar with this? Uh? <laughs> I mean, uh, it- <laughs> many a salad bar has been raised by the frightening chimera. The plants have not said anything specific about chimeras, but uh, I feel like my eyebrows might have I, reacted I if they were terrified of the chimera. So. Yeah, they weren't really screaming from that. They're still just screaming about being on your head. I don't think your eyebrows have uh, spider senses. I don't think they, they know what dangerous danger lurks. You, you don't think they're like whiskers now? Like like he can see if how big of a space he could fit his head in? <laughs> <laughs> they're, not, they're not that bushy. They're not that bushy. <laughs> Hey gang, couple of things here, and then we'll get right back to it. Number one, hey, uh, did you know we uh, we stream Monday Twitch, and our streaming content is really moving on to a completely different level this year. You know, I I really legitimately love the variety of content we do, both just the the bonkers off the wall stuff, the end to end, the character creation, and and none of that stuff's going away. Some of that stuff will be coming back as as Patreon specific content when we get the opportunity to start recording some of that. Guest quests are absolutely going to start coming back now that Amber is helping schedule those as our community manager. But in addition to what I and my mom tells me is some incredible content, we've launched live APs this year. I mean, look, we looked around at the landscape of the AP space on Twitch and, man, noticed um, noticed a few things missing. I don't know why I'm beating around the bush here on our show. It was still wide as fuck. And we figured, you know, we could probably do something about that. And so we launched a live AP. And while not every single time, there are going to be a lot of the times that we go out of our way and make those APs a representative table. For February, we did all POC players and DMs. For March, it's going to be all people of traditionally marginalized genders. And and man, holy shit, our February APs were just amazing. Our March APs, I am just so goddamn excited for. I, I mean, look, we got... Kat Kruger coming in to guest DM a one-shot, and then the very next week, Char from Tabletop Titties is going to be helping guest DM a charity stream that we will be bombarding you with info about in the coming weeks. And more to come on that front. Stay tuned. Get over to Twitch. Follow us on Twitch if you miss it. Get over to our YouTube channel. We have a YouTube channel. Did you know that? You knew that. Look it up. And catch it after the fact. You can also catch all of our old collaborative content up there. Highly recommend you check it out. And look, while you're out on the internet checking stuff out, why don't you check out our community and our Discord? They're fucking amazing people. And I know I'm at risk of complimenting them twice in one episode, which the last time caused an overwhelming sense of entitlement that really required me being just a utter shitbag to a few of them for about nine weeks before I finally could get them back to like a normal level. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Incredible people. Check them out. Link in the show notes below. And look. You like clicking on links. You like going to new places. You know what are some fun new places you can go to? Our Instagram or Blue Sky or Threads feeds, which are the social medias that people are supporting for us now. So uh, get over there, check them out. And um, look, um, you know, why not go for the podcast Ask Trifecta here and rate, review, and subscribe? 
Because as always, it helps the all-powerful algorithms, the AIs that will come to dominate our lives in the future that we're important people. Microsoft Edge may have my co-pilot, but you could be my pilot. I don't fucking know there. I'm just saying co-pilot because it's on my... Okay, look, sometimes you try and be timely and it just doesn't work. On that note, let's get back to the show. So the uh, the elevator opens up into, again, the dark expanse space. But there is, as you step out, a distinctly um, uh, skunky odor and a light haze of smoke billows across uh, just above. Uh, who's the tallest? Uh, I think I am. Six five. I think it's Baba, yeah. Baba, unless Tori decides otherwise. <laughs> yeah, I could be the tallest. <laughs> I think Maury is still squunched up a little bit from the elevator in it. <laughs> Just kind of roiling above Baba and, and Maury's head is a, a, not a cloud of smoke, but a slight haze that skunky scent accompanies. And a, a brick road begins to plop and fold out of the darkness, like where there is nothing, a, a space turns and inverts and flip, and a red brick road begins to assemble and wind its way through a forest of mushrooms that begin to sprout up, creating a path into a mushroom forest. Um, And it's not like traditional fungi. This is very, you know, perfectly shaped red and blue and green mushroom heads with white spots. It's more Smurf village looking mushroom caps than actual Mm -hmm. moil mushroom caps. And doesn't certainly look like the Mushroomates or or anything like that. Whew. This is purely happenstance that a Mario game just came out. But it looks very much like the Mario <laughs> Mario Mushrooms that you would be walking. M- Mushroom Kingdom-esque as you begin uh, have the opportunity to wind your way down the path. Do we see what this path is leading to? And similar to other, uh, other times that you've gone into this realm, it, it manages to uh, curve around a denser cluster of shrooms to prevent you from being able to see from one side to the other. Mm. So you can't see the elevator for the shrooms, so to speak. <laughs> it's designed to, at least from your experience on the other levels, to draw you in, similar to the piles of gold, how you had to kind of move your way through the piles of gold on the banking level um, and get a little bit into the level before you encountered anything substantial. Let's go. Onward. Follow the red brick road. Uh, give me a marching order. Uh, the first. Todd's going in front. Todd's going for it. Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> Todd's first. I'm okay with this. I'll walk next to or behind Todd. If next to him is possible, then I can walk next to him. Yeah. It, path is as wide as you guys want it. It originally is single file, but then as you go to step up beside Todd, Baba, bricks fold out and it actually increases to be three people wide now to be more accommodating. Convenient. I'm going to go next to them. Boop, 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 boop. Now it's five people wide. You're just going to lock arms and, and yellow brick road it like Wizard of Oz. <laughs> just... Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. We we ease on down the road here. <laughs> oh, okay. <my> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there it is. There it is. There it is. Easing on down the road is much more complicated. In that case, the three of you that are up front easing on down the road give me performance checks. Mm. <laughs> cool. Don't you mess this up, Papa. 16. Hey. Oh, hey. I'm a bard. This is 27. <laughs> That's a 21. I'm clearly pop-locking down this road. Oh. Actually, actually, I'm not pop-locking. I'm doing the worm. As we go down, if, if there's a performance that needs to happen. He's on down, he's on down the room. 
Nice. Yeah. Y'all are some hot shit leaving a fate and Eldrin strolling along behind you. Just embarrassed because at their uh, their lack of rhythm. We're just not with them. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Like they don't hear the music that we hear in our head because we clearly hear music. Is it the mushrooms? Maybe. <laughs> um, Eldrin, do you know why they're all dead? Dancing like that? Did somebody cast a spell on them? I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Slides and boil to me. <laughs> if I'd have known, I'd have counterspelled, I swear. Compelled to dance. Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm just gonna, we're just going to walk normally. Mighty magics are at work, but hopefully. Um, I've been told if you smack them, they'll, they'll, yeah. But I mean, if we catch up, you can just smack one of them and it should break them out of that trance. It's an option. Pick the right one. <laughs> You guys eventually make your way around to what appears to be a large banquet table with a number of high-backed but completely mismatched chairs around it. Oh, no. A tablecloth that goes from fine lace to patchwork picnic cloth to burlap sack before turning back into uh, fine linen at the opposite end. Mix mat, votive candles, tea candles, candelabras, as hodgepodge and mismatched a table and place settings as could possibly be. And far down at the opposite end at the head of the table, there is a pillar of smoke spinning that eventually begins to solidify and form into possibly the most normal looking demon, not demon, librarianville, uh, level that you, you've encountered. She definitely has a feminine form with these bright, large arching wings that rise up behind her on the chair, completely made out of that same smoke that seems to be hazing around. Knitted stocking cap on top of her head, out of which flows this red hair that is comes out flowingly, but then gets bound into braids that uh, descend past her waist. Just huge mirrored glass orbs in her eyes. Thick flannel over a a black sleeveless undershirt, and then super, super baggy jeans and Doc Martin that she has kicked up on the table as she regards you somewhat lazily as you walk into the walk into the area. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> 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 there is a bubbling, roiling, watery noise, and she disappears in a puff of smoke, the long blast of smoke comes billowing down directly next to you, Maury, and forms into Glassy Eye, the lord of this particular level. And as she materializes next to you, leans in and goes, sup? <laughs> Somehow Maury blushes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was like, guys, guys. <laughs> Todd is calculating how big said table is uh, in, in hopes of po- maybe flipping it, but but he's, he doesn't know if he can. can. He's just looking. Oh. As you try to... Uh, well, give me a perception check real quick but before I describe the table. But Because there's something else you could possibly pick up on as you examine it. It's a six. <laughs> okay, you don't. I, don't. I don't pick it up. You experience a moment of vertigo, Todd, because as you try and zero in on this table and identify how big it is, it seems to stretch further and further into affinity. Yeah, that's what I figured. The longer you stare at it, the longer it gets taking on more and more different properties of different tables. It is both every table and no table 
you've ever seen before. Guys, I don't think I can flip an infinity table. I don't think I can flip that. I'd like to see you try. Uh, <laughs> nah, I don't. I don't think that'd be cool. Strong Moyle vibes. <laughs> I'm getting. I'm definitely getting some magic, magic mushroom vibe. <laughs> so she looks over at you again, more and goes, "So, uh, what's your deal, huh?" <sighs> I was about to ask you the same thing. <sighs> oh, right on, right on, right on. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're just hanging out. You want to? Uh, you want to hang out? Yeah. Want to? You want to come and come and sit at the table? Yeah. Can we sit at the table? Do we want to sit at the table? Oh, <laughs> uh, should I sit at the table? Can I look at those ch- chairs? Can I look at the chairs? <laughs> <laughs> they are every chair you've ever imagined. Uh, some uh, some are just stools. Um, somebody has has drug a lazy boy, not a recliner, a full blown branded, although legally distinct from any trademark lazy boy. Uh, up to the edge of the table. Some are folding chairs. There's a fucking theater seat that's been ripped out and slid up under there. I was about to ask, is there like a chunk of like a stadium seat? I think that'd be fun. Yes, yes. I'm going to sit in that one. Okay. <laughs> Can we all sit down? Yeah, yeah. More than enough chairs and room for for all. Todd Todd sits at the, the folding chair just in case shit goes down. You, you guys know how the folding chair goes. <laughs> Fate looks around like, as everybody's trying to find their seats and sits. Like Fate's looking around trying to remember trying to see which one of us still does have like their coin so that we can yeah. continue descending. Yep. I think it's Baba, right? That doesn't have a coin? Oh yeah, I have a coin. Uh, excuse me, but um I don't I don't know. We're trying to uh, well, there was someone we came here to see, we saw him, but now we uh, um you wouldn't happen to know where he might be able to get one of these? And I pointed the coin in my uh, badge and, and try and uh, infer that Baba needs one also. So Glassy Eye has, when you sit down, Maury, she comes into the like the space in between the chair next to your end and the one over and kind of hip checks the chair to the to the right, scooching it over so she can lean her back up against the table to where she's facing away from the table but not looking directly at you, kind of just looking mm-hmm. distractedly past you. And she kind of leans over towards you and goes, mm-hmm. is, is this guy totally a narc or what? <sighs> yeah, that one is. Yeah, let's say, I don't, we still don't know. He might be playing the long con on us too. I mean, did you see his eyebrows? <laughs> right, right. I, I'm, I'm right here. I'm sorry, Fate. I don't know what she's doing to me. It must be some sort of magics. <laughs> I just want to impress her. <laughs> if you smoke those, do you think those would get you high, man? Oh, can you talk to plants? Can I? No, no. I got, no. but um, I, I have plenty of plants on my table and she snaps her fingers Shit. and fucking Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> be our guest. But it's all bongs and pipes and fucking every... <laughs> <laughs> hookah and implement you can imagine comes toddling out token us token us <laughs> get fucking something something Willie Nelson's bus ba, ba, ba. I didn't think this through that I'd come up with this song in this minute for you so come dancing out and spinning around and little fucking puffs of smoke tooting out of them and uh, are dancing around on the table in front of you and she grabs one of the pipes that are uh, skipping by on two of the legs and picks it up and cracks its back and you hear it go oh god and then takes a big long draw out of it and then blows smoke rings out that uh form uh what is Maury thinking about right now, Tori? Um her eyes. Her eyes or your eyes? Her eyes. It forms a perfectly duplicate of the shiny glowing glass orbs that sit in her face, and then they 
drift around and ploop onto Maury's forehead above her eyes. <laughs> and she goes, having more than one set of something's cool. Yeah! Maury ploops out seven more mouths. Right. So that's eight total with Boca. Right on. And, and all of them say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she looks... She looks back over her shoulder at you, Fate, and goes, you, um, do you want a coin, man? Is that what the deal is? Um, yes, please. If you, uh, if there's some way that you could assist us with that, that'd be, uh, that'd be a wonderful thing, actually. Well, her eyes glow deep, 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 deep red. Still that mirrored finish, but now it is a, a much more dreadful experience to gaze upon. Like when you first look at them, they were mirrored and they were really cool. But now as they glow like a deep crimson, a bloody red. It becomes something else completely different, and a wave of anxiety builds up, and your your heart starts to race a little bit, fate. And she tosses her head the other direction, and you can see now down at the end of the table where she was sitting a minute ago is a massive statue. Was it there before, and you just couldn't see because of the smoke, or was nobody noticed, or was everybody wrapped up in hot stoner demon chick? You're not really sure. Is this Dozer the Destroyer? <laughs> not dozer nah man no, she was a she was a hot demon chick with, with a statue in the back D- dozer dozer's in another castle man <laughs> uh, down at the end there's this it's vaguely dragon-esque but if you, like if you took a dragon and then starved it for a hundred years it is this real thin long wispy statue of a creature that if uh, you took that thin emaciated dragon and stretched it out, you would have these long arching uh, finger claws. Um, and it's sitting almost like a dog that would be begging for a treat, like back on its haunches, tail curved around in front of its legs, arms perched up in a curled fashion, claw-like hands curling downward for it, wings thin, cartilaginous, 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 wrapped down around its shoulders. And then this long serpentine neck with these massive eyes that match her glowing mirrored eyes, like a bearded frill, this open mouth that just has these top row and bottom row of almost like a demon rabbit's head on this long serpentine neck. You know, that shape of a rabbit's jaw and face and the way that its fangs come out. And imagine these huge glass eyes set in the statue. She looks back at you, Fate. Many find my spells more impressive than a sunset view. I only cast spells that are made of the hottest arcane fire. I've heard your balls are not that impressive. She spits hot fire. Fireball. Dylon spits hot fire. And she stops and arches an eyebrow and looks back at you and is clearly waiting for a response. Say that line one more time. I was doing too much trying to analyze. Many find my spells more impressive than a sunset view. I only cast spells that are made of the hottest arcane fire. I've heard that your balls are not that impressive. Are we supposed to name a budget? Are we supposed to name a person or a spell? It's a rat. It's a rat battle. She takes a long drag off of the pipe and then flourishes her hand, and a what can only be described as a Mad Hatter style giant big hat appears, and she puts it on her head on top of the beanie uh, toboggan that she was wearing, <laughs> and then grabs her flannel collar and pulls it and flips it around and it turns into this brightly multicolored sequined coat, fancy tails, a Victorian coat uh, that comes down, still wearing the Jenkos and the and docks, and then hops up on the table and leans one shoulder forward and then kind of does a very theatrical bow and hand flourish towards you, Fate, waiting for a response. Is somebody about to chime in? Have each people ever heard of closing the goddamn door? It's the prestige. There's two of her. Good. Um, 
It sounds as though she's challenging me to cast a fireball at her. At what? I don't. I don't. I don't want to provoke. Is this not a rap battle? That's what I thought it was. I I thought we was. I thought he was supposed to drop bars on her. Re- really? I'm. It's... She's obviously spitting hot fire for you, so you must you must drop bars, sir. Todd, you hear a psst, hey psst, from from your behind, like your back left shoulder. What the hell was that? Who said that? I look over my right shoulder. Yeah, uh, it's Todd. Uh, there's a caterpillar that is you know slightly taller than you. <laughs> oh wow. You guys have challenged Classy Eye to a an LC off. Impressive. I can't wait to see how this goes. An LC off. An LC off. What is LC? Pretend like I don't know what LC stands for. What would you say it stood for, Mister Calipita? Oh, everybody, give me a history check, real quick. See, lyric. He goes, "What? It's the famous bard Louis Carroll." Mm. Oh, that don't sound right. Oh, oh, I got a a, a one. History check got a twenty five. <laughs> Fifteen. I got a twenty. I, I got a three. All right, Maury and Fate. You recognize Louis Carroll was a very famous bard, famous for creating sonnets based off of symbolic logic. Basically creating a call-and-response type of poem that used the transitive property to frame the first part that then had to be interpreted with the proper response. Louis's traditional sonnets would be three or four lines, five lines, depending upon how difficult I want to make uh, this and how many you get wrong, that when analyzed using the transitive property, be able to be converted into a you know, a fourth or fifth or sixth line as a statement. When that clicks, that's you, what, what Fate and Maury realize that Glassy Eyes is waiting for. She's waiting for you to complete the sonnet using the appropriate use of the transitive power of symbolic logic. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So, yeah. That's all right. So, everyone, um, let's, uh, let's all, because, you know, I, I, I feel like I understand the riddle, but I've never been one for verse in that nature. I'm not very good um, improvising as a point. So, maybe if we could all, like, you know, have a quick um, session. Uh, Todd, I feel like maybe for once you might be of use here. Um, nope. Nope. No use. No? <laughs> I think you're supposed to drop the fireball. Unfortunately, as you say that, Fate, you have now responded to her in a statement that is not the one that she was looking for. Wait, what? She looks at you, Maury, and puts her hand over her heart and goes, Mouths, I'm so sorry for this. And you see down at the end, that statue, it rumbles and shakes, and a bit of the stone flicks off and cracks. And underneath it, you can see this green burbling flesh underneath it that flutters. And uh, she reaches down and picks up a hookah stem and takes a big drag. And looks at you again, and somebody roll a d6 for me. Yikes. <laughs> Am I missing a chunk of f- flesh? <laughs> no, no, not you. The statue. The, the statue is breaking free. I rolled a five. Uh, so that's a five. One, two, three, four, five. She looks at you, Maury, and goes, Many find my spells more impressive than a sunset view. I only cast spells that are made of the hottest arcane fire. I've heard that your balls are not that impressive. Now, you guys understand the next thing that is said has to be a response to the riddle at this point. Any word spoken at this point will be considered a response. And if they are not what she is looking for, will trigger the statue to begin another chunk of the statue to break free. That's shit. Oh, this real hell now. Wait, psychic link. 
<laughs> there you go. That's what he wanted us to use, sir. I don't know why you fell right into his. I don't know why you fell right into his plan. <laughs> no, no, no. That is the appropriate response, but it is going to require a group share moment. Mm. I know. <laughs> that's why he. That's why I'm like Jesus Christ. Why'd you do that? <laughs> so, uh, gosh, what would be a good group share for this situation? Either the memory of the first time you got fucked up or the memory of the first time you were weirdly attracted to somebody. Like, I don't know what they've got going on, but I am into it. Um, So uh, we will go around in reverse order. Baba, first time Baba got fucked up or uh, was weirdly attracted to somebody. So the very first time Baba got fucked up, they were him and Zwede were in a cornfield. And their friend Brian had a very weird name for the for a tribe. It was just Brian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, had some stuff that even though he said you know he had been trying, his, he, he snatched it off of his parents, and so they uh they uh they had they they, they had makeshift bongs. They really couldn't find. They had to make some, you know usually out of like some household things or fruit, but like you know uh they made it out of a like some tin they had found and uh, they just, they stayed in the cornfield and couldn't stop laughing at like weird words like roads and roots. And they were just uh, having a good time uh, laughing and they woke up and they missed the bus that morning to get to school. <laughs> the Tabashi very well known for their well-advanced public transport Correct. systems. So uh, a, a truly truly underappreciated culture. <laughs> All right, fate. Either the first time that fate got fucked up or the first time that fate was weirdly attracted to somebody other than three three levels ago. For sure. I just, uh, I'm just wondering whether or not uh, Baba and Zwede and friends uh, ever, ever, ever missed a bus again. Something they would never, ever do again. So, yeah, um, fate's first uh, awkward boner happened. Um, <laughs> so let, let the story go before you guys take this to a weird place, please. Too late, my man. It started in a weird place. <laughs> you let in with awkward boner. That's what Turner has to choose from. Get fucked up or awkward attraction. So um, Fate's other family members um, are never really spoken of, but the one prominent other family member. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Time to be mild. I said let the story develop. Whoa. <laughs> He definitely did. He definitely did. Whoa. Motherfuck. Jesus Christ. The faces. All of you. Cousin Boner. Is this the story of the time that Fate discovered stepsister porn? No, no. No, no, step bro. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh. oh, no. Oh. No. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> can't, can't even get my story out. Because I can't get past the first part to intro the story here. <laughs> Anyways, druids. Fates related to a sect of druids that came roaming in from town. And there was a group of elderly druids. And there was a, there was a uh, you know, let's say not like super old, but like, you know, like 40s, 50s. A uh, human druid woman that was there amongst them that for some reason she was just really sweet to fate whenever she stopped by to eat at his mom's uh, diner. <laughs> and just like he didn't really know how to interpret this extra friendliness he was receiving. But the second she called him Puddin, he just melted in a way that he didn't really understand before. And so, yeah, um, he was you know trying to do his best to help serve. And he was just paying a lot of attention to serving this one lady. So 
Yeah, he's got a thing for the um uh the uh the the cougars, we'll say. The mature. The mature. Yeah. What was what was her name? Tanya. That won't ever come up again, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh Eldrin. Uh so uh Rangers, in part of their training, they have to commune with nature. So we just get, you know, big, big old fucking pipe full of weed and just, you know, took that shit up. It's part of our training. I literally did it like, you know, one of the first things I had to do. So that's it. Somehow, Glassy Eyes injects into it. God, of course, he would make getting high boring. He made made it work. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Todd. Todd is uh Todd being an, an urban bounty hunter. He's been he's been in the city a bunch, and uh they, the music the music videos had uh <laughs> he's watching videos and he heard of this thing called uh mage juice and gin, <laughs> and he he just was like, you know, I don't know what this gin is, but I know what mage juice is, and it's pretty tasty. Uh, but when mixed together. They form a horrible combination that uh, will have you doing crazy things, uh, <laughs> like moonwalking in the street for no apparent reason. <laughs> he's, uh, he's <laughs> and uh, that was that was his time. It was that. It was some mage juice, and it was some oh. ye old English. It was uh, it was. <laughs> he had, he had a, Did you try to make old English even older by putting ye on the front? Ye old English. <laughs> I didn't need that ye old English. <laughs> <laughs> you guys realize in this moment it's not spelled G-I-N, it's spelled D-J-I-N-N, like Jan, like Jeannie. <laughs> oh, no. oh, so you're not sure where, where that liquid came from, but it was not <laughs> not not uh, from botanical. <laughs> not sure. <laughs> that gin and juice mm. in ye old English. So that was just on what he got hammered, but what situation did he find himself in? Oh, oh, oh! Um, in, in the in the, the in a, an alley, just hanging out with trash. For the, <laughs> that was all he remembers. He remembers moonwalking and then waking up in a, in 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 an alley. <laughs> well, that's also part of the reason why his pants has always been a, a darker color after that. Oh, they were not. They were not <laughs> <laughs> on YouTube. There's a, which is the Allen social network. There is a, a video of Todd acting as a backup dancer in an early music video, unknowing. Uh, all right, Maury, close us out. <laughs> um, Maury fully just was having kind of a lazy day, didn't do the typical f- form, like a, a bipedal shape, and was just kind of oozing around, um, which Ognum would, would always tell them to to wear the right PPE while in the lab, but Maury was just full ooze form and kind of blobbed over some sort of substance. And the rest of that day was really weird. <laughs> just, <laughs> just kind of uh, one of those where Maury just was in the middle of maybe like a like their backyard as the, the kids played because Maury just was almost like one of those those like kid sprinkler things that you plug in and it just waves all around. And you don't really know what, or like even one of those, uh, the car dealership wavy things and just kept taking different shapes and just moving around and feeling the grass. And then after some time, it just, it just wore off. What have I told you about non-Euclidean shapes in front of the kids? (laughs) Inappropriate. (laughs) What did you spill on the floor? (laughs) I drop a lot of pills. I drop a lot of pills, which is why, that's why you have to wear the PPE. It's not for anything chemical. I drop. A lot of pills. 
So uh, that brings y'all psychic link activated. Y'all are free, can safely talk now. I forgot what the hell the thing was. <laughs> I don't have a clue what it is. I think I think we got to do a fireball. I think that's the answer to the question. No, you have to say the thing. Yeah, who, what did... Mori and Fate, and through the link, you all know this. This is a call and response type of puzzle that was created by the bard Louis Carroll that uses symbolic logic based around the transitive property of the statements, right? The answer or the response, the appropriate response to all of these will be a single statement based off of the previous statements. Um, so she, uh, the three lines she says, there's a single line response. So okay. many find my spells more impressive than a sunset view. I only cast spells that are made of the hottest arcane fire. I've heard your balls are not that impressive. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. No. He says in his head to the rest of the group. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You. Why do I immediately forget all of the words you just said as soon as you finish saying them? <laughs> it's just a lot. It's a lot. I am going to drop them in the chat. Please. Your boy always forgets that there's a chat. I apologize. Boop. There it is. <sighs> okay. I think Harlan's on the something with the goodness gracious. Great balls of fire. Great balls of fire. That's what I was saying. I think it's rhyming fiber of fire doesn't seem like that would be. There's, no, there's not a rhyme in there. <laughs> no, I will tell you it has nothing to do with rhyming. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to post it in a way that's more appropriate, right? Yeah, they're all separate. Uh, the hint I will give you guys now is when I was researching this to make fucking sense of this shit, because man- You couldn't get it either? <laughs> it took me several weeks for me to wrap my head around the basics of it. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you know what it popped up in? A lot, of, a lot of fucking programming bonus questions this came up, and a lot of mathematical bonus questions this came up. Fucking logic questions, programming tests- you guys get another one wrong, I will give you an example of a different one and a solution. Uh, whose spells are more impressive than a sunset view? I've heard that your balls are not that impressive. That's uh, that's not cool. That's what she said. Is that no? That's not the joke. <laughs> your spells are. I do I like do break it up in parts. Like something about the sun. Do we say something about the moon? I'm going to give you guys an example of, of the of the of the format, so that will hopefully uh, point you in the right direction. Example: All babies are illogical. Nobody is despised who can manage a crocodile. Illogical persons are despised. The solution to that is anyone who can manage a crocodile is not a baby. Okay. Oh. Oh. Spells more impressive than a sunset view. I only cast spells that are, is that a wizard. So the hottest arcane fire is more impressive than a sunset view. Heard that your balls are not that impressive. What is fate? <laughs> <laughs> or what is not fate? I'm sorry. I don't know. He does not cast. I, I, I get what we're supposed to do, but now I got to try to figure out the clues to get it all together. If you cast fireballs, then you're not fate. <laughs> You're only casting spells that made the hottest arcane fire. Is that a dragon? Many kind of my spells are more impressive than a sunset view. Wasn't like in the words, because then it was the words they used back. So like like the transitive, like I only cast spells that are made of the hottest arcane fire. Many find my spells more impressive than a sunset view. So spells of the hottest arcane fire are more impressive than a sunset view. Fireballs. But then I don't know how the third one fits in. I've heard that your balls are not that impressive. So then you only cast Fireball, I think is the answer here, everybody? You never cast Fireball. 
No, not me. Th- um, if they only cast spells of the hottest arcane fire, then they would have to cast fireball. The inverses. Right? If they only cast... Flaming Sphere is also a thing. Yeah, that's, if they only cast spells that are made of the hottest arcane fire, balls are not that impressive. So maybe it's not fireball. It's another fire spell. No, you have to. You have to use the words. You never pet you. I. Yeah, all babies are illogical. Be nobody is desperate who can manage a crocodile. An illogical. So anyone who can manage a crocodile is not a baby. Is what he said was the answer for this, right? Right. I only cast spells that are made for. Like, are those? Do say we're going to say those are rules? Yes. Many finds my spells more impressive than a sunset view. Is it many people find my fireballs impressive? Like it, man. I really want to get this. <laughs> <laughs> if you, if you cast impressive spells, they're not fireballs. The the my the I state and then the you. I'm confused. I only cast. So if you cast spells, they're not fireballs. That's what I'm saying. Like it's got to be. That's what I mean. Like so. Because they only cast spells. Many of my spells more impressive than the sunset view. So they cast spells. I only cast spells that are made from the hottest arcane fire, but balls are not impressive. So they don't cast fireball. Firebolt? So so I don't cast fireball? I've heard that your balls are not that impressive. They only cast fire spells. You don't cast balls who are made of fire. People who cast fireballs aren't impressive? Uh, <laughs> No, so I've heard that your ball's not this. So you're talking about my terrible fireballs. So uh, I only cast spells that are made of the hottest arcane fire. Okay, so they only cast, only cast fire spells. Yes. So the spells that I cast, the spells that the fire spells that I cast aren't fireballs. That's yeah. It's got to be something like that. Like yeah, I'm getting close. <clears throat> What's more impressive than a sunset? What's a sun spell? Uh, the hottest made of the hottest arcane. That's fire. fire. Sun is there? Is there a sunrise spell? Is that a spell? Like daylight, but that's not fire. No, daylight is burning hands. Uh, fire bolts. I only cast fire bolts. Fire spells that aren't fire bolts. No, no. the 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 answer The answer contains is contained in the other in the other is in the word statements. Anyone who can manage a ba- a crocodile is not a baby. All of that is in the statement above. We can't. I don't think. Sure. Okay, all right. But right. It, but that, I just I think that's just the rules that that it's saying, and that that's the answer. Like many of my spells are more impressive than a sunset. Well, yeah, I guess, and I only cast spells that are made from the hottest arcane fire. I've heard that your balls are not impressive. So if all of those are rules, it says the spells that I cast, the fire spells that I cast, are not fireball. Right, because they're more impressive than a sunset. Right. Or or fire, but not fireball. (laughs) Right. Which just, I don't cast fireball. (laughs) Yeah, I don't. That's all I say. I just, I keep, yeah. Yeah, So, yeah, the only spells cast are made of arcane fire. The only, and they're impressive. Yeah. So, the the only spells they cast are fire spells. And balls are not impressive. If I cast a ball spell, it's not fire. Not fire. But I only cast fire spells. And there and the but the but I but balls are not impressive. So what are the fire spells? I, I cast fireball. I don't know. No, 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 no. I I don't. You're just trying to tell them what like that's the thing. It also says I've heard that your balls are not that impressive. Not mine. 
right? So, yeah, I, I swear they're talking about me because that would be the dig at my fireballs and their low damage cast. Or you don't cast them. I find my spells more impressive than Sons of You. I only cast spells that are made of the hottest arcane fire. I've heard that your balls are not that impressive. So you don't cast fire spells? I <laughs> I cast fireball because you suck. Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe spells are more impressive than Sons of You. I only have, I always have impressive What's the uh, what's that ninth level fire spell? Is it is it meteor meteor strike? Oh, that's not ninth level. It's like fifth. For some reason, I don't think it's like bringing a new spell into this. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. But okay, it feels like fireball is part of this for sure. My fire spells are more impressive than your balls. Your spells are more impressive than my fireballs. Uh, I, I I get what you're saying about it not being another spell, but I'm just. I'm trying to see if I can trigger something in my brain about going through this. Your fireballs are not more impressive than a sunset. Is that? Fireballs are less impressive than the sun. The sun is a fireball. The sun is a ball of fire. If I cast a spell, it's not a fireball. If I cast an impressive spell. Sorry, my daughter's got to print out a form for her internship and they're having a problem with the printer and I'm trying to walk them through it. Just bear with me. I have not heard a thing that y'all have said for the last 15 minutes. You may have said the answer. I don't know. Hold on. Uh, okay. We probably hit it and come back and then... His, fa- his face sounds looks like... His face looked like he heard everything we said. That was the best part. <laughs> See? <laughs> right now. <laughs> if I cast an impressive spell, it's not a fireball. Is it fireball? If I cast an impressive spell, it's not fireball. All of my best spells haven't have indeed been not fireball. But were they talking about me or they it would have to be about me at that point because they say that they only cast It's the it's the I and then you that is fucking me up. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not it doesn't seem to be related that <laughs> Yeah, that's what I And she was talking to me at the time. Yeah, but she said the same thing. Then she said the same thing to me. To, to Maury, so. Yeah, because I didn't come up with a personalized one for every character. And it's Fate's Arc. Okay. So her spells are impressive. Yes. Her spells are fire. arcane fire. Her fireballs are better than yours. <laughs> your balls are not impressive. Right. So if your balls are not impressive and her spells are impressive... And her spells are arcane fire. Arcane fire is impressive. She she looks at you and she goes, I'm happy to trade um, something for a tip. I'm afraid it might be a tip. <laughs> oh, no, not the t- tip. <laughs> <laughs> it was, what's really terrible is I just realized that this, uh, that last night could also be about the fact that uh, fate is average for an elf. Mm. <laughs> I don't know if Turner said it, but he did. Has the race not been on everybody's mind? Because there was both sunshine and balls in that thing. We were not. That's not. <laughs> oh, the race is. Uh, that's always been a thing that I was thinking of. Damn it! I didn't even think about that. I don't know if he's knowing us or knowing his phone call. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> Stop it, Turner! <laughs> Evil smile. I don't like this because I feel like at some point it's going to give us the answer and it was all going to click and I'm going to hate the fact that we didn't put this together. And the dice rolls are going to be some dire consequence for me. That's what's going to happen. 
I have lettuce for eyebrows. So I'm just saying, <laughs> like, I lost a magic item. You guys can guess, and another portion of the the, the monster will be freed, or you guys can trade something. Uh, uh mm. woo! All right, I will be right back. Okay. Fig- figure out what y'all want to do, because when I come back, I'm going to need a statement or a decision. Who had to let some of that monster out? <sighs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking, too. <laughs> we just might end up fighting this thing. <laughs> Pause. Why are we pausing? You letting the monster out? Yeah, that might be something I say to my lady. <laughs> 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 Your lady ain't here. <laughs> I'm just saying, maybe something. Thing is, I don't understand how these three link back to each other. The first two I kind of get. Spell that you cast is impressive, and it's made of the hottest arcane fire. So many, many find my spells more impressive than a sunset. Uh, so you got many people and more impressive than a sunset. Sunset, or is it spells? <laughs> so, yeah, spells are impressive. Spells are impressive. Fire it's, I only cast fire spells. Spells are impressive. Uh, sunsets are not imp- as impressive. Uh, so if I cast a fire spell that is not a ball, it's impressive. So close, dude. So close. The inverse of that is her fireballs are impressive. So close. Her Fate's fireballs aren't as good as hers. Your fireballs are better than my fireballs? Fate's fireballs aren't impressive as her fireballs. It really helps if you, if you take the four statements and create a, a variable for them. Fate's balls... Are not impressive. So close. All right. So you you guys are all brushing up against the. You got fate. You got the fireball. You got the effect. You're stringing it like it. What what is something that is true about fate? Uh, that fate is average for an elf. His fireballs are trash. Oh, sorry. Ah, all right. Uh, he doesn't cast fireball. I'm sorry. What was that? He doesn't. He doesn't cast fireball. My balls are not effective spells of fire. Or fate doesn't cast fireballs. We've said that several times when you weren't here. <laughs> well, I wasn't here for that. Sorry. God damn it. <laughs> okay. So my spells are not, uh, my spells are not impressive balls of fire. Hey, let's cast fire. Oh, this is going to be, this is going to be bad because I'm still trying to figure that. <laughs> All right. So you guys have worked your way through it. She arches a now glittering eyebrow and is waiting for your response. Uh, um, wait, Tori, Mori was going. Fate's, Balls are not impressive spells of fire. That's very, very good. Now, could you say it like a normal person would say it? (laughs) Fate doesn't cast fireball. There it is. I'll give you the first one for free. Hooray! He's very stingy with the fireballs. What? I I do when the moment calls for it. This is not true. Another little piece of the statue crumbles off around the Jabberwock. Ooh, he doesn't like liars. <laughs> she goes, all right, probably just one more after that last one. You got this, gang. And spins around, and now a spotlight blasts down on her. Through each step, she becomes more and more fantastical and more and more theatrical and more and more like a somebody that you would get acid off of at a 90s rave. Mm. She looks at, at all of you and takes you all in sweepingly, and... No interesting tale lacks a true hero. No cliched origin is free of some tragic event. All of your histories have parental issues of some kind. A tragic disaster often creates a villain. There aren't any original legends about daddy issues. If if you'd like a hint, I'm more than happy to trade for one. Okay. 
Um, sorry, I don't know why I was doing this in character voice. So every interesting tale has a true hero. It's no interesting. Shade origin is free, or has a villain. <laughs> but every tragic event has a cliched origin. All of your histories have parental issues of some kind. Okay, so Daddy issues a tragic disaster often creates a villain. There aren't any original legends about Daddy issues. Is this all to say we did? We all made unoriginal backstories. Yep. Yeah, that's what it seems like. It's making fun of us. It's like Daddy issues tales are not cl- <laughs> are. <laughs> Are cliched. It is hell after all. <laughs> and they're all kind of assholes. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, Baba got it in one. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> <they're definitely> Baba. <laughs> yeah, what, 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 yeah, what Baba said. Yeah, I'm sorry. Works. I'm sorry. What? That's not how this works. <laughs> I'm sorry. You said you said it. You said, you said ding ding ding. <laughs> you said ding ding ding. That's all I heard. I heard you got it right. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't say it in my demonic character voice. <laughs> it's really been all over the place, I'll be honest with you. So, <laughs> Can we rewind our own time? <laughs> I give it to you because he did, he did crack it. All right. So it is, it breaks down to, it is interesting. It is cliched. It is your backstory. It belongs to a true hero. It is tragic or it has parental issues. This can actually be solved a couple of different ways. So uh, it is your backstory. That's what I wrote. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just for, for the record, those are the things I wrote. <laughs> it is your backstory. It has daddy issues. It is cliched. It is tragic. <laughs> Doesn't belong to a true hero. And it is not interesting. So you are not heroes and your backstory is not interesting. Also can be solved as... Yeah, do we all got terrible backstories? We're, we're all a bunch of cliche daddy issues. <laughs> Parental issues. Y'all's backstories, not interesting and uh, are not heroic. Um, but uh, Baba got it in one. Again, I don't believe that. This is the demon lady being mean. <laughs> she's she's impressed. Oh, you knocked that one out so fast. I guess we do have time for the third and final challenge. Now, this one's a little bit trickier. And she waves her hand and th- three completely different shaped and different polished silver platters appear. One of them has a potato. One of them has a chocolate pudding in a dish. And one of them has a gleaming, shining red apple on it. One of these things will grant you the coin. Two of them will free my friend to burble and make its willowing way down the table to meet you. You have to pick which one to take a bite of. I'll tell you, no potatoes of mine that are new have been boiled. Ugh. All of my potatoes in this dish are fit to eat, and no unboiled potatoes of mine are fit to eat. Don't eat the potato. All puddings are nice, and she winks at you, Maury. <laughs> this dish is a pudding. No nice things are wholesome. And then she winks at you again, Maury. And then finally, all unripe fruit is unwholesome. All of these apples are wholesome. No fruit grown in the shade is ripe. So if the potatoes fit to eat... All potatoes... In this dish are fish to eat. No unboiled potatoes of mine are fit to eat. To be fit, they have to be boiled. Mm-hmm. Are those boiled potatoes? And so new ones have not been boiled. This is an old potato. If it's an old potato. This is an old potato. All puddings are nice. This dish is a pudding. No nice things are wholesome. Yeah. All unripe fruit is unwholesome. All 
these apples are wholesome. <laughs> no fruit grown in the shade is right. So... Light shimmers and shifts in the room, changing from a the standard kind of weird, omnipresent diffuse lighting that has been there to something different, something blacker. And everything begins to glow and twinkle in a strange and mysterious way. Or whites glow blue. Mori fluoresces in just a completely uh, shimmering and radiant pattern. And glassy eye arches both eyebrows and goes, hey, hey, at that point. And you guys are in full black light mode as the landscape changes around you, becoming sharper and pointier and more intense in every way. It's almost more than you can handle, man. Almost more than you can handle. Freaking out, man. Well, this is like that time that I, the Ognum dropped some pills in the lab and I slurped them up. <laughs> <laughs> so if the potato's old, the pudding's not wholesome and the apple's ripe. So one is good, right? The potatoes are old. The pudding's not wholesome, but the apples are ripe, then it seems like the apple is the right The right choice. One. The potatoes are old. The potatoes are old because all the, po- the potatoes in this dish are fit to eat. No potatoes that are new have been bold. But apples are grown in the shade, aren't they? Says who? I don't trust apples at all, so I'm just saying. There <laughs> <laughs> it is. I, I think the apple is the answer. The last apple we saw, we fed it to a fucking horse, and that horse died. So I'm just saying, maybe apples are poison. All apples are poison. I think the apple is good. But ap- aren't aren't apples grown on trees, and, and there's leaves and shade that, that would make it a fruit that's grown in the shade, making it ripe, which would make it unwholesome? The tree is the shade. It's on the tree. It is the shade. The tree. No, no, the, but the tree. It's on the tree. Yeah. You don't, you don't get how that works. Yeah. It is the shade. It's in the sun. <laughs> you don't get how that works. You get shaded by the apple. You're talking about self-shading apples now? I mean, depending on the positioning of the apple in the tree, it might still be in the shade. But then the tree's not going to grow. Like, what are, you, what are you talking about? The apple tree has to grow in the sun. There's no shade above the apple. I think Eldrin should eat the apple in honor of Fabio. Yeah, I think that's what I think this one is. This one's for you. In solidarity. I think this one is for you. I do like that answer. Are you trying to kill me? No, I think this one's for you. It was for fate, <laughs> and it was for us having shitty characters. Listen, which which one are we supposed to be thinking that we are supposed to eat? I don't. So, are we supposed to eat nice things? Are we supposed to eat wholesome things? Are we supposed to eat because they said two things would 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 bring out the monster and one thing was good the potatoes are old would you eat old potatoes but it says that the the potatoes are unboiled and they are fit to eat no it says no un, uh, unboiled potatoes of mine are fit to eat and they're old all of my potatoes in this dish are fit to eat correct we have none of them have been boiled but that also does that mean all all boiled potatoes of mine are bad so you would have to eat an unboiled potato listen if you look at the at the um the one about the apples, it says that no fruit, uh, I guess, I guess potatoes aren't a fruit, yeah, vegetable, but is grown in the shade and they are right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering if things can be connected because they use some of the same words because no nice things are wholesome. And we also talk about the fruits being wholesome or unwholesome. Mm, that's true. Fuck. Is it like a triple layered fucking... Oh, shit. They're all connected. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. What's funny is we seem to be moving as far away from what we said originally, which was this damn apple. The apple's not nice. Twas brilling in the slithy troves did gyre and gimbal in the wave all mimsy where the borough goves and the moan wraths outgrabe. 
Beware the Jabberwock, my son, the jaws that bite, the claws that catch. Beware the Jub-Jub burb and shun the frumious bandersnatch. You guys are getting close. The monster starts to rumble and shake. Fucking Jub-Jub bird. Are we getting a Vorpal sword? Snickersnack. Uh, he took his Vorpal sword in hand. Long time the man's shome foe he sought. So rested he by the tum-tum tree and stood a while in thought. And in uffish thought he stood, the Jabberwock with eyes of flame and the stat monster statue. If I get to the end of this poem and you guys haven't fucking eaten something, this shit is coming out. The Jabberwock with eyes of flame. And she eat the apple. Eldrin eat the apple. Mori grabs an apple and shoves it down Eldrin's throat. <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> For Fabio. <laughs> Am I poisoned? Am I dead? <laughs> she disappointingly flips her fingers together in a coin with an owlbear on one side <gasps> and <laughs> your pentahedron uh, shape on the other. And she hands it to you. And disappointedly, as she speaks now, instead of the Jabberwock coming to life for a combat that was added because Harlan complained that there wasn't enough fighting so far in this. I definitely wanted some combat. It's the hardest puzzle. It's like, well, fuck, if they get a couple of these wrong, I'm just going to make them fight the fucking Jabberwock at the end. <laughs> and in uffish thought, he stood the Jabberwock with eyes of flame came whiffing through the Tolji wood and burbled as it came. One, two, one, two. And through and through the vorpal blade went snickersnack. He left it dead, and with his head he went galumphing back. Hast thou slain the jabberwock? Come to my arms, my beamish boy. O frabulous day, Kalu Kale, which I had no fucking clue that that was was from. This was from Kalu Kale. I didn't either. Jesus. He chortled in his joy. Twas brilling and the slithy toes did gyre and gimble in the wave. All mimsy were the boro groves and the momraths outgrave. And exercise and nonsense words by the bard, Louis Carroll. And she bows at the end of it and uh, it crumbles to dust herself. All the elements of the room dissolve in the skunky smelling smoke. Then you have conquered the level of college dimension of dorm room sophomoric logic. It's just your opinion, man. <laughs> <laughs> that that sounds right. Yeah, if you've been dealing with a bunch of you know people who think they're smart, <sighs> I'm exhausted. Maury, you discover a wrapped up scroll floating around in you with a curious speaking stone number scribed into it. <laughs> your option to do with you, like man, it seemed like I got. I got really wrapped up in just the, the red hair and I don't know, but she was kind of exhausting. She was a lot. She was a lot. This is just a lot. As somebody who was in the 90s and had a type, they were a lot. Um, it was a good time. Uh, you guys are able to make your way. Adding that to my inventory. Down into the elevator. So you guys make, make your way through that level uh, and head down into the depths of hell. Fate, it's been a long an arduous journey for you as you and the party lower down to what you feel like has to be the last level in this bizarre otherworldly library. You, you feel like you're finally on the verge of, of rescuing your mom while your confrontation with Salome higher up in the library didn't, didn't produce the resolution you were hoping for. It did provide some closure with, to that relationship and, and a, and a guidepost for where your mom's soul stone may be currently stored. As you guys step off the elevator, similar in the other situations, it's a, it's a completely different scene from the previous level. Some of the other levels have been busier or more chaotic or just have immediately presented you with a different vista. This one is, is blank and empty as far as the eye can see. Just a yawning stretch of blackness. In the distance, you can see five little circles of light. 
and you hear kind of a huffing and wheezing as panting as this pot bellied I'd call him cherubic, but he's an imp. Uh, deep crimson skin, little bat wings flapping behind him, slate held in hand, speaking stone wired into his ear and then dangling down in front of his mouth. He flaps up to you and he goes, oh God, I can't believe you guys are here. So like, come on, get, let's get, let's get, let's, I, I gotta get you, I gotta get you to your, to your marks. Come on, let's go. Follow me, follow me. And he starts flying towards the light, waving towards you guys. Hi. <laughs> yeah. All right. You guys follow over. He leads you forward into these, these five circles lights and he puts Maury, Todd, Eldrin, and Bob in the front. And then uh, fate, you're kind of standing one in the back. Okay, real quick. Uh, let's get you guys taken care of. And these swarm of imps fly in and hit you with just round after round of makeup, highlighting and accentuating each of one of your fixtures, creating a little bit of a caricature effect of you. And, and there's, there's some whooshing of prestidigitation as, you, as your wardrobe is cleaned up and, and perked up a little bit to be presented. There is a shuddering rumble and the floor underneath you, Fate, begins to rise up and a spotlight clicks into existence and to a large, jubilant, seven foot two crimson, just blood red devil, uh, horns sweeping back from his skull. The spotlight swings from him. Another one drops in and spotlights you, Fate, as a slight platform rises underneath your four party members. All right, at last, he's finally here. Welcome once again, everybody, to the other world's favorite game show. No. Nope. No. 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 Time. It. 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 Oh. Oh, Oh, God. Oh, oh, I see what we're doing now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Run it back. Run it back. We can can do it better. The the other world's favorite game show. No. No. It. It. Oh. Jesus Christ. Uh, Jamie, what is, what is happening? It's a call to response. <laughs> I'm Askmodius. I'm your host. And we have, once again, a new contestant here to compete for riches, glory, or eternal imprisonment in the other world. Contestant, introduce yourself. And he points over at you, Fate. Huh? That's right. Fate of Normir, local boy, come to do right. Who are you going up against today? Opponent, please introduce yourself. And a spotlight clicks on across the room across you. And they're sitting on a pillar. <laughs> yes. That's right. It is I, Elias Tarari, the bovine sorcerer who's here to really milk the competition. Fate, I see you finally graduated from playing children's birthday parties. Ready to get schooled by a real magician? Immediate eye contact, seething anger. <laughs> this motherfucker. <laughs> and that's where we'll end the episode. Okay, contain your excitement. Contain your excitement. I know, it was very exciting. So here is the behind-the-scenes stories I promised you in the intro that if you hung out for it. Um, as most of you all know, we are typically multiple months behind when we record the original session, which makes it extremely difficult to plot out having guests on for specific reasons, because we never really know when we're going to get to the point where we need to have the, the guest on. But I knew with unquestioning certainty that I wanted to have Jeremy Cobb come back and be Elias as fate's nemesis challenge for the end of his arc. Not his boss battle. Remember, there's Nemesis and Boss. Zwede was 
Baba's nemesis and the military combat was his actual boss battle. You'll get something just as weird for Fate's boss battle, I promise. Perhaps some might say even weirder. So anyway, when this was originally pacing out, uh, we scheduled the date for when we thought we would be at the end of Fate's arc and to have Cobb appear. Man's busy. He's got a schedule. Not just waiting around to come out and hang out with us. Although, I mean, could you blame him if he was? Pretty fucking awesome. So scheduled him all the way back on April 21st. So yeah, that's when we recorded the next to last episode of Fate's Arc. And then we would uh, record another session or two after that and then end up taking a several month long hiatus for Gen Con and conventions and work and personal issues and technical issues. So we didn't actually come back to record the back half of this until October of this year and then finished it out between October and and early December. So yeah, I have been sitting on that reveal for a very long time. And if you ask, well, what what do you mean reveal? Jazz didn't know he was coming on. Our patrons will get to hear the uncut reveal of that. See, <laughs> look how it all comes back to this fucking hook. Uh, the patrons will get to hear the unedited content of that reveal and of the surprise and how exactly I pulled that con job. I said con job on jazz at the start of it uh, to get him in a position to where we could record the next to last episode of his arc without really spoiling his whole arc. So anyway, cool stuff. Another reason to check out the Patreon. Patreon, you say? Why else would I support the party if I... Good question. So, look, um, some of you might think that it's not that much to produce a podcast. All you need is a couple of microphones, some friends to play D&D, and some logins, right? Nah, it turns out there's a lot more that goes into that. And turns out there's a heck of a lot more that goes into making one that sounds you know, kind of good and, and has the resources to do all kinds of cool stuff and, 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 and grow and, and shape into new things. And, um, you know, a big part of what allows us to do that is Patreon support. Every dollar that comes in from a patron goes back into either providing them benefits or to you know, pr- purchasing new equipment for the show, uh, purchasing services to produce art or musical content. And if you say, what do you mean musical content? I will remind you that there are singing episodes, singing episodes coming up in the next arc. And if you ask, hey, how long will it take for the next arc to bust out with the first song? I will tell you, not very long at all. Look, they get lore posts, they get video posts, they get um, uh, behind the scenes content, they get MVP episodes, which MVP is going to be a little bit weird for the last couple episodes of this arc, guys. I'll tell you just straight up because of the uh, fractured way that we uh, recorded this. Not all of them had it. Uh, We'll get into those when they come up. Cool stuff, stickers, shirts, mugs, pint glasses, uh, all kinds of stuff. Minis, I am deep into the resin and uh, uh, filament printing world now and am going to be sending minis out to uh, to our patrons at all levels. Um, so yeah, get over to patreon.com slash GMDLcast, check out what you get, and uh, help us continue to bring you bigger and better content. And, 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 and I, I mean that. If we didn't have the resources that we had b- through the support of the patrons, this episode would have been lost due to technical issues. There would have been multiple audio tracks that just wouldn't have been there. And we would have had to do some kind of weird re-recording or, or voiceover bits to, um, to, to even have this. So it's there because y'all helped us have the safety nets we needed for when things go bump in the night. So thank you for that. 
Um, you, you can continue to help grow the show by uh, getting over to that Patreon site and checking them out. So thank you to Ken, Kirk, Malohai, Mr. Smee, Sailor Scars, Sundance Sid, the Great Glitzy Gobbler Glides Again. Todd would be more than happy to give you all that leftover wizard juice and gin he's had in the back of his trunk since 1997. A roboticized private eye, a pella, cosmic worm, Mr. Bible Pants, Daniel, Dean, don't use good yarn on bad conspiracies, Dreken, Eldrin effortlessly ending equine encounters, well played, Coro del Toro, Miles, new names only, Maury's got a stash of lab pills floating around in there somewhere, and I'll be happy to share them with you. Hannah, Jesse, Yogan, Kalevi Alvedi, Karlak is best girl. Jesus, I gotta get back to playing that game. Loki, the angry dwarf. Martian, aka Ogstar's biggest fan. Thomas, if Eldrin can make getting high be work, he certainly can make your personal association a, a professional one. It's standoffish, I know. And you're only a couple episodes of finding out exactly why. Bill, Dr. Death, Gibbons Camp, Matt Dave, Professor Flattop, Saga, Zork Fox, and of course, Alpha Patron, Lee. Baba knows you saw him get those answers all right, like super quick, and prevented this from being an even longer episode. And he appreciates you seeing what he did, and he sees your accomplishments too. Good job. Good job. But hey, look, not everybody right now is in a financial position where they can support like those amazing, amazing people. And look, I know this is superficial, but they all got a little something going. You know what I mean? I mean, not to be all Maury and Glassy Eyes here, but they are all... Can't be as good as them. I get it. What you can do to be almost as good as them is uh, tell somebody about the show. Let somebody know that you have really weird kinks and tastes. And if they don't run away screaming, then they're probably a great candidate for this podcast. Not to be on it. We've all got weird fucking kinks, but the uh, for, uh, for the listenership specifically, for our community. So, yeah, let's spread the word. The word. The word, I said. Um, so, uh, you know, tell somebody about the show. Friends, family, coworkers. Pff, man, don't risk your job. Um, but, uh, but, you know, uh, maybe after work, uh, a couple of, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, Non-company sponsored event. Uh, the, the more you tell people about the show, the more likely they are to listen. One in five people decide which podcast listen, they should listen to next based off of the recommendation of a friend or, or family member or, or delightful stranger. One in five. And, uh, you know, if we didn't have that, losing that would be like losing one of the party of five. Like Baba. And God knows I would have probably had to have killed them with the Jabberwock if it weren't for Baba. And then I'd finally be free. Still not good at these. Anyway. As always, thank you so much for joining us in our little corner of the actual play multiverse. And be sure to catch us in that other corner of the AP universe. They're really starting to stretch that metaphor. I'm going to leave it at that. Thanks for your time. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed the show.
a recitation of the Jabberwocky by Lewis Carroll, as read by your favorite poetry enthusiast, Spooky Leo. I mean, look, you know exactly how many bongs there are on this level of the Shadow Library. It was inevitable that I would show up. Twas brilling and the slithy toes did gyre and gimble in the wave. I'll mimsy where the burrow goes and the moan-wraths outgrabe. Beware the jabberwock, my son, the jaws that bite, the claws that catch. Beware the jub-jub bird and shun the frumious bandersnatch. He took his vorpal sword in hand, long time the maximum foe he sought. So rested he by the tum-tum tree, and stood a while in thought. And as in uffish thought he stood, the jabberwock with eyes of flame came whiffling through the tulgy wood and burbled as it came. That, um, that means, that's, that's the bong noise, right? I mean, everybody knows that's what burbling really means. One, two, one, two, and through and through, the vorpal blade went snicker-snack. He is left for dead, and with his head, I could, you know, speaking of snacks, is that, are you going to eat that? No? Okay, no, no, I don't want to give, no, I don't want to give you my soul. I just want some Cheez-Its. Come on. You can, you can spare him. Oh, sorry, back on my, uh, yep. He left it dead, and with its head, he went galumphing back. And hast thou slain the Jabberwock? Come to my arms, my beamish boy. Oh, fabulous day, Kalukale, Kalukale. What kind of burvy halfling? He chortled in his joy. T'was brilling, and the slithy toves did gyre and gimble in the wabe. All mimsy were the borough groves, and the moan wraths outgrabe. Thank you.